Welcome to the Picture This Photography Podcast, where we cover all things photography. And today we're going to be talking about why your photos suck. It's a harsh title, but I think we have some generally positive feedback to give you. And our 10th thing I think is the most important. A lot of people will really feel that one. This podcast is sponsored by Squarespace. Whether you need a domain, website, or online store, make your next move with Squarespace. They have beautiful, award-winning designer templates. It is so easy to use. If you can drag and drop, you can make your own Squarespace website. So get your free trial today at squarespace.com Tony and use the offer code PORTFOLIO to get 10% off your first purchase. We both have a Squarespace and we love them. I update it all the time. All right, let's get Thanks, right into this. Why your photos suck, okay? You're new to it. People, I know it seems really obvious, but you get better at stuff the longer you do it. Uh, Chelsea, you have played piano and guitar your whole life. You're great at it. Well, How good you, do you think I am at piano and guitar? I don't know, I don't wanna be rude, not very good. I would suck. I would suck at piano and guitar because I haven't ever played piano and guitar. Yeah. Does that mean I cannot play, I could never play piano and guitar? Is there something wrong with me? Do I not have the talent? No, you have fingers. But listen, I think that part of the reason people don't get this is that there's this myth. People love it when someone tries something new and they're just like amazing at it right away. We like prodigies and we like people that are naturals and people will say, oh, you have the eye or, you know, we like to believe that there's just this one thing that you're destined to be good at and you search your life looking for it. I mean, that's not really true. There are some people like that, but sometimes you need to just hunker down and do the hard work and get better at it. I've heard this from so many people. I bought a camera, I took some pictures, but they didn't turn out very good, so I guess I'm not good at it. I hear that all the time, and then they give up because they think they're not good at it. And the flip side of this, the most successful photographers I've known, they always have a story where they got their camera, they went out, and by sheer luck, they got a great picture. Yeah. And then they run with it because they think, oh my goodness, I'm a good photographer. I just have to do that again. Neither of yeah. those are true. You're new to it. Your stuff is going to suck. You just have to stick with it. You just have to practice makes perfect. Speaking of, you, number two, you don't practice enough. I think we've all been guilty of this. I mean, there are definitely times when I feel like I could be shooting more. Um, but you don't just want to practice often, you want to practice with some intention. So just picking up your camera and snapping a few of the same photos of your cat, or your dog in my case, uh, you're probably not going to get better, so you have to do it with some intention. You can shoot every day, even if you just use your phone, uh, just shoot mindfully. Yeah, the way it works is, I've known photographers, well, they'll announce that they've been a photographer for 20, 30 years, and yeah. their pictures still suck. Be deliberate about it. Go through stunning digital photography. At the end of every chapter, we have practices that you can do. Do those practices. That's a deliberate way of getting better. Well, this is like the flip side of the new person that thinks they need to automatically be good to be a prodigy is the person that thinks just because they've been doing something a long time, they must be good. Like <laughs> I'm always very true. like suspect of the person that's like, I've been shooting for 40 years. And it's like, well, a lot could go on in 40 years. I don't really think that tells us a lot about the, you. I know photographers have been at it for six months, but they have been working hard yeah. for six months. They've been very deliberate in their studies and their practice, and they're already making amazing work. It can happen fast. Number three, you're not telling a story. 
We look at photos every week on our live show, Thursdays at 5. We look at so many photos. The yeah. number one piece of feedback is, oh, I look at this photo and I don't know what the subject is. It'll be like, oh, it's a sunset. It is a flower. But there's no story there. You, we each have something about our life that is interesting, fascinating. We are seeing things that are compelling and you need to find a way to capture that. Be deliberate. It's not a sunset. It's you and your family seeing a sunset, or it's something that you discovered about it. Think about what is actually making your story interesting and do your best to capture that. Yeah, I think some of the most famous photos in history became famous because they told a story uh, that people were shocked by. Think of the Afghan girl National Geographic cover. It wasn't just that she had those beautiful eyes, is that we could see a story. She she had some, uh, a certain look in her eye, a certain emotion. She had a head covering. We knew that she was someplace different than uh, the United States, you know, being very U.S. centric. Um, but yeah, so the, the story is a very important, important part of the photo, and I feel that it gets overlooked a lot. You don't use your shots often enough. So many people take pictures and then that's it. Nothing ever happens with them. And it, can you imagine if you built chairs all the time, but nobody ever sat in those chairs? Those chairs would probably suck, right? The first time somebody did sit in them, I've it would probably fall I've sat in chairs where that's what it feels like. I'm like, <laughs> yeah. what is this? No matter what it is, if you make something, you then have to use it if you're going to get better. I have pictures on my wall still that I took 10 years ago. And when I see them, I think, those pictures kind of suck. <laughs> but when I see them, I think I can do better than that. Yeah. When you look at them enough, when you're exposed to them, you begin to see areas to improve. And you can inspire yourself. You think, oh, I got a picture of a fox, but it wasn't great. I need to go out there and get a better picture of a fox. I think seeing your work in its final resting place also gives you a better idea of what will work and won't work, what won't work. So in other words, if you... Um, are just doing a little five by seven picture frame, you might be taking different photos than if you're doing a huge four foot by four foot print for a wall. Uh, so seeing them in their final use and spending some time with your photos, it makes you a different type of photographer. You actually start shooting differently for that final format. And you'll see that too, if you're a person that has to find a vertical photo and you realize you've only been shooting in a horizontal, mm -hmm format, you're like, oh, I haven't been considering that final form. Where is this picture going? How am I using it? Who will be looking at it? Those are all things you should consider. Speaking of your photo's final resting destination, a lot of people are just putting their photos online and that's okay. You scroll through your Instagram, Ugh, your best shots are not always first, so you're not putting your best foot forward. That's the perfect reason to get a square space portfolio. You make sure that when people see your photos, they see your best work first in the format that you want it seen, in the order that you want it seen. They can see about you, they can see which gear you're using. Any information you want to put on your square space, you can put it there and they'll make your photos look beautiful. Tony and I have portfolios. We've uh, put a lot of our personal friends onto Squarespace because we like it so much and they've all been happy with it too. So you can get a free trial, no credit card needed. It's not like you have to sign up and then remember to back out of it. Just try it for free. What's the worst that can happen? Put your photos up. See what they look like when you're scrolling through. What's your first impression? What does it look like when you scroll through on your phone? Because they also make formatting it for your phone just seamless and easy. 
live with your photos for a while in that way. If you decide that you like your Squarespace portfolio, you can get 10% off with the coupon code portfolio. Can I say that my portfolio actually inspires me to take better pictures? Because I only have like 12, 13 pictures in it. But there are times when I think, well, this scene is beautiful. It, oh, it might be good enough for a portfolio picture, but maybe I should wait around for an extra half hour and see how the light changes. Sometimes little things like that can make a little bit of a difference. It can be motivating to know this might be on my high score list, basically. Yeah, I, I'll say also having a portfolio, sometimes I think I have a better photo than I do. So I'll think, oh, I have a portrait like that that I took a picture and I look back and I think, no, I can do better than this. I shouldn't be showing people this. I need to go take a new one of these because I, I know better now. Number five, you don't study new techniques. Yeah, this one's important. I mean, you can go out and you can shoot every day, but if you're not putting a new tool in your tool belt, you're not really progressing as a photographer. So instead of just shooting aimlessly, you can try a new technique. You can do a long exposure. You could learn how to use filters. You could learn about um, color theory and color contrast. These are all things that you can work on and incrementally get better at, and then suddenly you're bringing all these skills together and you're a much better, more well-rounded photographer. Good point. We're halfway through our top 10 reasons that your photos suck. And number six is that you don't appreciate the work of others enough. I think that so many photographers are kind of very self-centered. They take pictures and they mostly look at their own pictures. Yeah. But they don't branch out and look at the work of others. And I, I try to do this not only with other photographers, but I, I look for inspiration in film and video a lot too. Scenes that I, people capture that, oh, there's something about the light and the movement here and how can I capture that? One of, so I am very privileged and I get to meet so many amazing photographers uh, and I'm friends with so many amazing photographers and one of the traits they all have in common is that they really look up to other photographers. They're not super self-centered. They'll say, oh, my work's not great. Like you should see so-and-so's work or oh, you won't believe what this person does or they went out hiking for two months to get the shot. They're interested in improving and they have someone to look up to to do that. So if you're always taking shots and just thinking about how good your shots are, or even worse, if you're looking at beginners and always thinking, they suck, I'm great, you're not going to improve. If you cannot answer the question, who are your five favorite photographers, then you need to go out and study more people's work. Yeah, and not only that, when you're studying it, ask yourself, why do you like their photos? What do you like about them? And why do you think other people like their photos? Once you start to understand why you appreciate photography, you can grow towards those goals and make your own photography the best photography it can be. People should go back through our old podcast because we've profiled a lot of great photographers. That leads us to number seven. You don't know your history. Yeah, history is important. A lot of people use techniques in photography and they don't know where they came from or why people like them or their own place in the context of the photographic history. We do have a lot of podcasts earlier on, uh, and we cover like Annie Leibovitz and uh, Arnold Newman. We have a lot of good ones. Uh, it is a good way to realize what brought them from just an average photographer to a, historic, a historically good photographer. And often it's a lot of these things, storytelling, practice. Dedication. Um, dedication, yeah. Sacrifice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for example, with landscape photography, studying Ansel Adams, I, I learned that 
his landscape photography uh, was largely successful because of the time in history when we were. People were moving into cities and they began to appreciate nature. But his landscape photography also shaped our nature by enabling the United States to build some national parks by kind of rallying people together. Understanding that can improve your own photography. Uh, number eight, you don't listen to constructive feedback enough. That can make your pictures suck. Yeah, I think that our final three tips on why your photos suck are most important. And like I said, we've seen a lot of photographers. We have a whole Facebook group that comes with our book where people share their photos and give each other feedback. And from moderating that group, it's like 35 or 40,000 people or something like that now. But I've seen thousands and thousands and thousands of people and I've seen people go from new like very new photographers to pros and I've seen people just plateau just stay the same and they can be defensive about their photos they don't listen to feedback they don't respect other people's photography or opinions and I think that a lot of that is like you have to really look deep within yourself on this one, not to get too deep on you guys, but this kind of goes beyond photography because if you're defensive about your photos, you really have to think, why? Why am I so afraid to not, to not be perfect? Why am I so afraid to make a mistake in front of people or um, not be the best person in this photography group or on Flickr or wherever you're sharing your work? So you need to be able to understand that you're not perfect now, your photos will never be perfect, but in accepting that, you can just relax and start improving. You need to just take constructive criticism. I think the people who can't accept constructive feedback are actually the most sensitive people. Yeah. If somebody says, hey, your shutter speed's a little slow here, there's some motion blur. I've had people write back saying, oh no, that was intentional. Like, yeah. And that means that they didn't absorb it. And you don't have to, maybe you did it deliberately, but what you can take from it is the way other people are seeing it is it doesn't look deliberate. They didn't like it. And that's something you can roll in. It doesn't mean you can't keep using your slow shutter speed or whatever aspect of the style that you want to do. But you should internalize it a little bit and make note of how other people are perceiving your work. And just like we get better with practice, we will get better. Yeah, it could be tough too because sometimes there really are just rude people trying to tear you down. But... Just find a few people that you can trust. Get feedback from them. And if you start to feel that defensive feeling like, oh, you start to feel upset, take a deep breath and just understand it's not that big of a deal. You're going to take another picture. What could you have done better about this picture? What can you bring to your next picture? And have some self-compassion. It's okay. It's not the end of the world if you make a few mistakes. Even if your photos really do suck now, they won't suck in the future. Yeah, and one last thing. I've noticed that the people that are really, really taking criticism very hardly, very bad, they usually are the most judgmental people. And if you're that person, if you're harshly judging everyone else, you're probably the one that feels the judgment the most. So maybe be compassionate with other people too. Then you get kind of a, a back and forth going. The number nine reason that your photos suck is that you don't collaborate enough. and. I've learned this from personal experience because we are fortunate that we can work with a lot of different photographers. Every time I do, I learn something. Yeah. And the reason we've had so many guests on our live show isn't because it gets us ratings or anything else. It's because we get to have that personal experience of interacting with them. It's mostly selfish. Like I learn stuff when I collaborate with other people and that improves my work and it makes me a bigger person. 
Yeah, not only that, you can have skills that overlap or skills that intertwine and you become a stronger photographer with another person. So if you are a highly technical person, maybe reach out to someone more creative and they can teach you about color theory or styling or composition. Um, and if you're highly creative, maybe you could reach out to someone more technical and they could teach you about, I don't know, long exposures or how to use a filter or something like that. Okay, drum roll for the very last one, number 10. The number, number 10, 10 reason you, your photos suck? You're afraid to fail. And I think this is a much bigger issue than photography, but mm -hmm. I see it all of the time. Don't just stay within your comfort zone. Don't just shoot what you think other people want to see or what will make other people like your photo. I know that's so tempting, but you have to fail. You have to do a photo where people are going to go, oh, I don't like that because the best work is controversial. No famous photographer would have ever made it had their work not been a little bit polarizing. You have to be willing to risk being disliked to get the greatest work you're capable of making. And people will say they don't like it. And guess what? It doesn't always matter. They're not art critics. They're not the best photographers in the world, probably. You have to be willing to leave that comfort zone and push yourself. Yeah, some people just keep their work so secret. Yeah. <laughs> They're waiting for some future moment when their work is so perfect that it's going to be universally beloved. But you'll never get to that point. Yeah. There's always going to be some criticism. You have to put yourself out there. It is the sensitive people who are afraid to fail. I challenge you, make an ugly photo. I made a photo recently and it was like a sexual cantaloupe. And I was like, oh, people are really not going to like this. Isn't that funny? And I was like, oh, my audience will not like this. And I was like, I'm going to do it anyway. And you didn't. You guys really didn't like it. But then I put it on an artsy website and it blew up and it got shared like crazy and they loved it. And it, it wasn't a bad photo. My audience didn't like it, but it was for me. And I had to kind of test those boundaries. Um, another thing is just find a supportive group of people. It will be so much easier. If you're around people where every time you fail, they're like, I knew it. Didn't we all talk about it? I knew that would fail. I knew nobody would like it. Like, pfft, get rid of them. Find people that are willing to just have fun and take risks. And if you fail, they'll say, it's not a failure. You learned something. Let's try something new. I bet those people who are really afraid to fail, I bet if they uh, took a look at their own childhood and their parents, but they had probably had a fairly Ooh, critical parent. We're getting really deep now, yeah. Yeah, but that's the kind of thing you need to address because it will be a barrier to your success as a photographer. Definitely. And your success just as a person. If you're always afraid of failure, how can you be good at anything? How can you ever take any risk to do something different? I'd like you to tell us reason number 11, why your photos suck. What did we leave off the list? Ooh. Write a comment down below. And thank you to our sponsor, Squarespace, who makes all this possible. If you want your own website or photography portfolio or whatever you can imagine, you can go to squarespace.com slash Tony, get a 14-day free trial, set everything up, no credit card required. And if you love it, which you probably will, use the coupon code portfolio and you can get 10% off. Thank you for watching the Picture This Photography Podcast. If you'd like to hear more episodes, please subscribe on YouTube or your podcasting app. And if you really feel like making our day, you can leave a review, preferably a nice one if you like it, and that will help us out a lot. Thanks, guys. <laughs>